Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans, and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist, and internationally published author, helping take your life, your business, your health, fitness, mindset, and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. And today, I want to talk to you about how much you take on. How much stuff do you take on? Because I know of a lot of people that accumulate a lot of things that are going on around them, not just their own things, but they can take on other people's things as well. Now, I know what I used to see happen in a corporate world. When I was uh, like a senior manager, people used to come into my office or come into my workspace if I didn't have a, you know, when we had an open plan, they'd come into my workspace. It's almost like they took all the monkeys that they had on their back and tried to throw them at me. And for a period of time, when you're new to um, like a management role and you're not as experienced in handling all this stuff, you can tend to just take it on. You say, oh, all right, look, just give me that monkey. I'll take that. I'll tame it. I'll cage it. I'll send it on its merry way. But rather what we should be doing is really pushing back. But a lot of the time we just take it on. And then what you can do in other areas of your life, whether it be your own family, whether it be friends, whatever, you can tend to take on their stuff as well. And that can be good for them, but it can be to our detriment. And I don't think we are supposed to take on everybody else's stuff. Sure, are there times in life when we can be there for the support, you know, like of our kids and all that kind of stuff? But there's a, certainly that's true. But there are many things that we shouldn't be taking on. We need to be pushing back. So today's podcast, I'm just going to challenge maybe some of your thinking around what it is that you're doing, maybe get you to think about, well, actually, yeah, I do do some of those things. Maybe it's time for me to push back a little bit more. So I want to teach you about some of the things that I've learned as I've progressed through my corporate life. I mean, if I had have started my business not going through the corporate experience that I had, I certainly wouldn't be the coach that I am right now. I wouldn't have the experience. I wouldn't have the confidence to talk about certain things. And I mean, if you're just not exposed in, like if you've never been in a boardroom, if you've never had to present to a managing director or board of directors, if you've uh, never had to uh, resolve conflicts uh, between staff, if you've never had to resolve conflict with a um, you know, a peer or a staff member or something, if you've never had to terminate staff and, and do all of these different things, then you're just not exposed to uh, that part of your brain which requires a certain type of thinking and behaviour to get the relevant outcome. So one of the things that one of my uh, direct report, well, sorry, the person that I was reporting directly to, a general manager, he uh, pulled me up one day on something that I used to do, and it really caught me out. So I'll tell you what it is uh, first. I, I can't remember the exact example of what it was, so um, I'll just make something up. But um, the the discussion and everything that pursued after that was still relevant. So we were uh, having this issue. I was basically in this role that involved customer service, it involved accounting, and it um, also involved uh, like some systems work and that kind of stuff. It was a very big role. And it was probably too big for for one person. It was certainly too big for me, uh, given the different problems that we were having. And there were two other managers in the area, 
and they had very little responsibility and used to frustrate the heck out of me. Anyway, so there was this particular issue that came up on this day. Like I said, I can't remember what it was. And I just went into his office, arranged for a meeting, and I was talking about, uh, you know, all the problems. And so, you know, this is a problem here. This is why we're having this issue, et cetera, et cetera. And what he said to me was, okay, Rob, so you've told me all the reasons why this won't work. I want you to tell me all the reasons now why it will. And it stopped me in my tracks because in my mind, I'm thinking this, why would I want to do that? I'm just here to tell you what all the problems are, not how to fix this because that's your job. I just came in here to dump all this on you and then I'm going to work out and feel a lot better. Now, of course, he was very, being very clever. Did I like it? No, because it made me feel uncomfortable. I thought, well, I'm not here to talk about that. So what I had to do was immediately change my thinking and say, well, okay, this is why we should do it and this is how it will work. And so by the end of the discussion, what had he done? Well, he turned it all around rather than accepting what I was going to put on him. He still kept it on me and perhaps provided some some guidance as to how we could get to a better outcome. And so I thought it was very clever. And from that moment on, I changed my thinking. And I used that tool when people would come to me and try to dump their problems on me. And I thought, yeah, that was a, actually a, a very poignant moment in my career because I realized that uh, perhaps this was a bad habit of mine where I used to try and offload things on other people, but really I need to try and resolve it myself. And of course, now that I'm in business by myself, and obviously I have a team around me, but I, I need to be able to come up with the answers myself. I need to be able to resolve these. I need to be able to push back on people and say, well, look, I understand why you're having some challenges here, but anything can be done. So let's find a way that we can do it rather than keep focusing on what we can't do. Because your energy is going to go where your focus is. And if you're always focusing on why you can't make this work, you're going to come up with a list a mile long. But if there's one way or one reason why this will work, then let's put our energy into that and pursue that because we need to get it done. It's just as simple as that. So... That was a really powerful moment for me. So have you currently got some areas of your life where people are coming to you and pushing back on you and you need to be pushing back to them? So where does this normally happen in a social setting? Well, you might have a group of friends, you might have family members that are going through uh, particular crises um, you know, maybe there's illness in the family, maybe there's, um, you know, some financial issues uh, for some of your friends, maybe there's a, a relationship breakdown somewhere, maybe there's some, um, you know, issues with kids, whether it be your kids, other kids, etc., etc. And depending on your circle of friends, you can take the problems of each of your friends because you might be really close and they might be 
and you know, really important friends for you. Or it could be your children as they've grown up and they're into adulthood, for instance, even as teenagers. And you can say, well, okay, I need to take all of those things on. You know, I'm, they're all my problems. But in reality, they're not your problems. And yes, it's great for you to be there for support in any of those scenarios. Of course it is. But it's not your problem. Now, let's just take your, your children, for instance, when they're in adulthood. Well, it's not your problem to solve your kids' problems. Hopefully, this is my hope for, for my kids, that I've given them the values and the beliefs that they can go forward in their life and they can live their life in a way that they can be proud, I can be proud, their mum can be proud about how they are conducting themselves in the world. Hopefully, we've taught them the work ethic so that they can be successful and they can go forward and grow themselves and be happy and successful following their passions and pursuing their passions in life. That's, that's my hope for them. Now, if at some point they have some problems in their life, whether it be financial, for instance, well, take a parent, for instance, if your child comes to you and they're in a financial crisis, well, your perhaps initial instinct may be, I need to give them money. But as you could probably appreciate, that's not necessarily going to be the best thing for them. Sure, you may want to help them out because they're your child, but just handing over money doesn't necessarily solve the issue that they're not going to get back into it again because they've got no skin in the game. You know, then the greater gift is teaching them how they never become in that, that problem ever again. And maybe it's a budgeting issue. Um, maybe they're just spending too much money. Maybe they're not making enough income. But as you know, it's never about how much you earn. It's always about how much you spend. So, you know, those things you shouldn't be taking on when they're like my daughters, they're teenagers at the moment. And yes, I need to be there to support them through through different things. But if they're having some, uh, you know, really big challenges at school, for instance, and, uh, you know, it relates to, um, you know, just them uh, learning in a particular subject, then what can I do? Well, I'm not really in a position where I can, because they've they're progressed in the years in their schooling now, that uh, I'm probably not going to be in a position where I can help them with every aspect of their homework. I can help them with problem solving, but I can't necessarily give them the answer in a particular book or, uh, you know, a particular problem in maths. Like my daughters now, some of the maths they're doing now, it's like, man, I never learned how to do that, but... I can teach them how to problem solve, and that is, okay, well, let's Google some of these things and see how I would approach it because it's just another problem. So it's about me giving them some skills but not taking on the work to give them the answer. It's about them having the problem-solving skills and teaching them how to do that, getting them some extra tutoring or something like that if that's what they need, but not, not taking on the whole problem of, Coming up with an essay about Macbeth, for instance, uh, which is a book I hated, by the way, uh, never got it, never got Shakespeare and why we needed to study it and everything. But anyway, um, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that. So they're going to have to do it. All I can do is guide them and say, well, 
What are we writing about here? What's, you know, what is it that you're having a challenge with? What are some of the ways that you get a better interpretation of that? And uh, maybe, for instance, about what was the whole, uh, you know, the storyline in 50 Words of Macbeth? Well, okay, maybe there's some YouTube videos or something like that that you could watch to help understand the old English and all that kind of stuff to give you a, a plain English interpretation of this is what Macbeth was about. So you got what I mean? I'm not taking on the problem. I'm helping them problem solve, but I'm not taking on those issues. Because if I did, I mean, I've got enough going on in what I do that I just can't take on a whole bunch of extra people's stuff. So, for instance, uh, with the, the clients that I'm working with uh, right now, every single person that comes through the door, as you would know yourself, anyone listening to this right now has got stuff going on in your life. I have stuff going on in my life. Everybody's got stuff. It's just that some people's stuff is heavier than other, others, isn't it? So some people have got... Like if I went through the last five clients that I've got, every single one has got something. So um, some of them have got um, issues with their partner. Some of them have issues with their kids. Uh, some of them have illnesses with their kids. Some of them have serious illnesses with their kids. Some of my clients have some mental health uh, battles. Uh, some people ha are battling with different injuries. Um, some people have... Uh, you know, have financial issues. Some people have issues with their work. Some people have serious issues with their work. Some people have legal battles going on. Uh, some people are depressed. Some people are on medication. Some people have heart conditions. Some people have back conditions. You know, everybody has got something. Now, if I took every person's thing on as my own, like I have to be the one that solves these other issues for them because it's such a comprehensive service that I provide, then I wouldn't sleep at night. So how do we deal with it? Because you're saying, okay, well, yeah, I, I've got these things going on in my life. I'm not really sure how to deal with it, though, how to change that. Well, I think there's a couple of ways. One way is to, this is the first scenario I gave you, how can you push this back on them? by asking a series of questions is probably the easiest way that I could explain this. Rather than somebody presents you with a problem and say, listen, let me help you and I will take this. Or words to that effect or your actions are to that effect. What you can do is just push back and say, wow, you know, your job as a as a friend or whatever your role is in the relationship is to ask questions. It is to be a support person. It's not to, uh, you know, resolve someone's issues. It's to listen and maybe ask a series of questions, but not to, not to, uh, you know, take it on as your own. Now, of course, there may be some situations where you really want to, like it might be your intimate partner and you say, well, yeah, we need to be able to resolve this together, but still, 
still it, it's got to rest with your partner because it's a, a big problem for them. So you've got to push back. So I find the easiest way is to ask a series of questions, you know, like, how does that make you feel? What do you think you're going to do about that? You know, keep pushing back to them. How does that, um, yeah, how does it make you feel? What are the steps that you're going to take to resolve it? And ask them, how do you think I can be of a support to you? Do you need something from me? And depending on what it is that they say, you can say, well, look, I can't do that, but here's what I can do. I can be here to listen to you, but sometimes you need to say, look, I, d- I just can't do that. Um, you know, I can play this role, but that's your, your role to play there. And sometimes that can be a little bit tough. And I think if you can challenge their thinking to say, well, you've told me all the reasons why this is a problem, but what are some of the reasons why this is a really good thing for you right now? Like, where's the growth for you right now in what's going on? Where's the learning in what's going on? What's the opportunity right now because this is going on for you? And then guide them down that path. I find that's really helpful because it really spins around their thinking 180 degrees. And often we get in a rut, but so so many others too. I know if you're listening to this right now, uh, your level of growth, your level of success is going to be at the top end of, of success. So you're going to have a lot more skills in this area than many others will. So they will come to you because they see you as being a success. I have clients quite often ask me, how would you approach this scenario? And often what I, I say is so I don't give a black and white answer. I ask a series of questions. And it might be, yeah, look, that, that sounds really, really challenging. Have you thought about this? Have you done this? What if this happened? Where's the growth for you in this? What's the opportunity? Um, because look, at the end of the day, you're unlikely to be trained in every area that somebody's going to ask you stuff. I'm not, but because of my success and how people perceive me in a uh, position of trust, um, they ask me. And I just have to be, I guess, very, very careful and very clinical about, uh, you know, the views that I give. And look, I, I care very deeply about all the people that I coach, all the people that I work with, all my friends and family. But uh, again, I have to be careful about not taking things on. So here's one of the, the other things that I do. And I really like this analogy of a filing cabinet. So you know a filing cabinet. So I've got a couple in my studio right here. They're four-drawer filing cabinets. So you know what I'm talking about. They're stacked on top of each other. You pull one out and they've got a series of uh, maybe uh, metal and cardboard folders that sit in there and where you can file things uh, in there. I know it's, they're becoming a thing of the past because we tend to just uh, file things electronically and so forth, but just bear with me. I want you to think about it in terms of a physical filing cabinet. And I want you to imagine that you're sitting at your desk and every single issue that is going on for you is written on a single piece of paper. 
So maybe there's something about the kids, there's something about relationships, there's something about uh, money, there's something about uh, problems within the family, between siblings or, uh, you know, between parents or in-laws. Uh, maybe there's multiple, maybe there's a volume of paper sitting on your desk about that. Uh, maybe there's something about a particular issue that you're having with your health. Maybe there's, um, you know, multiple multiple pieces of paper for uh, the clients that you're working with, the problems that you're having with your business. So all of a sudden, your business is, I'm sorry, your desk has gone from being completely clear to you've got all these pieces of paper on your desk. Now, if you're anything like me, my desk needs to be clean for me to, or clear, for me to be able to function properly and efficiently at my, my desk and being productive. That's just the way that I operate. I, I need it to be that way. And so what is also um, a good metaphor of, of all of that is my mindset. If I've got a whole heap of things, pieces of paper running around in my head about, oh, I've got this issue, I've got that issue, I've got you know all these different things, then my mind is very cluttered and I, I see it like my desk. Now, they could be simple things like, uh, so the day of recording this, it's a Sunday. So it could be like this is a day that I often do a number of household chores. So it could be, oh, well, I've got to do the shopping, I've got to do the cooking, I've got to clean upstairs, I've got to change the, the sheets, I've got to fold the washing, I've got to do, um, you know, cut the grass, vacuum, clean the toilets, you know, do all these different things. I've got to be ready for Monday. Oh, yes, I've got to make sure that I do these things for my clients for preparing for early tomorrow morning. And, you know, so there's 10 things right there. And they could be all on pieces of paper on my desk or all running around in my head. And they stop me from being clear thinking and focused on what's really important. Because, yes, do those things need to be get done? Yeah, they do. But are they really important if they don't get done? No, not really. But you can make them big things. So let's go back to the desk and think of your desk as your mindset. So all of these things are written down. Our desk, we can't see it now. You can't see the keyboard, you can't see anything. It's covered in all these bits of paper. Let's go back to the filing cabinet. I want you to take each piece of paper, pull out the drawer in the filing cabinet and file it in the filing cabinet. And then you file them all under their relevant folders in the filing cabinet. And then you shut the filing cabinet. The desk is clean, your mind is clean, okay? So then what's the purpose of that? Well, we call it compartmentalizing. So what we're doing is we're taking all the stuff that we've got going on and we file it away in a filing cabinet. Now, over the years, I've found that this is something that I've been quite good at, is taking all the things and putting them in the filing cabinet. Now, I'm not putting them in the shredder. I'm not saying let's shred these or let's burn these things because in many instances, they're always going to be there. Like if there is tension with your in-laws, for instance, it's a, a nice easy one, chances are there will always be tension between your in-laws. If there are certain things that you don't agree with in your um, certain relationships or your intimate relationship, chances are they will always be there. Does that make it devastating? No. It's just accept it. They're always going to be there. So what you do is you always stick it in the filing cabinet, but sometimes, guess what? 
you need to open the filing cabinet and bring that one out. But you don't bring it out forever. You bring it out, you look at it, you deal with whatever it is. Maybe you go to a function, you're dealing with the in-laws, like, okay, it's out of the drawer. When the function is over, it's going back in the drawer and it's going right in the back of the drawer. I'm going to slam it shut and it's done again for now. Not forever, but it's just done. So this is a way that I've found that I can do in my mind so that I'm not carrying around all of these issues all the time. And so I think if you can think about how you can do this for yourself and think about it in terms of a filing cabinet, think about it in terms of not having all these things cluttered in your mind. Sure, they're in your mind, but they're not all out of the drawer all at once, driving you nuts because it will wear you down and your energy will go to each and every one of them and you'll find that you just won't be able to function in the way that you want to with high performance and success. So compartmentalizing really, really works. It's a good tip. So have a look at what it is that's going on for you. How much are you taking on? How much can you push back? Asking those questions. Get all your issues compartmentalized and see what a difference that that can make for you in how you're managing things. Because if you can free up that space in your mind to do the things that you really want to, then that's when life starts to change for you. You know, you're getting things done. You're doing the things that are important to you not taking on all the stuff of everybody else and just becoming a counsellor for people. That's not your job. You've got a life too and you've got to live it. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens in families, there's a lot of stuff that happens in business and there's a lot of people out there that don't have very much resilience or good problem-solving skills and want to put everything that they've got going on onto you. It's not your job. So find the way to push back, find the way to be a great asker of questions, coach people to resolve their own problems and compartmentalise it all so that you can still stay on track to do what you want to do. So if you want to connect with me, go to the mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com and opt in for a free consultation. Let's make 2021 your best year yet. See you tomorrow.